0: This time shall pass, some point. So it's not permanent state, and we is not a. It's more a marathon rather than a sprint. So
1: a very good uh, description. Welcome to Nick Lansley's Innovation Lab. Hello, I'm Nick Lansley. Welcome to the lab. In this episode, I'm continuing my journey into understanding the mental challenges and innovative solutions for dealing with our strange new world of staying at home and for some, self-isolation. As ever, I've reached out to my lovely innovation friends to pop in for a chat. And this week, joining me is friend and ex-colleague at Tesco.com, Asunta Kuka. Asunta is a resilience and engagement coach working with both individuals and organisations. She's created her own coaching space called Kokoro Consultancy, where people can feel comfortable with having genuine conversations, learn to accept who they are without fear, but with the confidence and the resilience. Of a curious explorer. On her website, Asanta says, I discovered that by holding a safe space where people can feel comfortable in having genuine conversations, I can see people changing and becoming more honest with themselves. Asanta, welcome. Hello, Nick. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Or perhaps you could give us a little background about yourself.
0: Yes, with pleasure. So um, I'm Asunta, and I I run a coaching practice, as you say, called Kokoro Consultancy. And I I coach I'm a coach specialised in resilience and employee engagement. Uh, my My ground is really um, journalism and innovation and communication. That's where we we met, uh, actually at Tesco. Yes, we uh, working in innovation. Um, and after more than 15 years working in employee engagement, I I realized that actually all I wanted to do was spend more time talking to people and helping them to kind of navigate uncertainty and stressful lives so that they can develop more resilience. So here I am running it's, Kokoro Consultancy.
1: It's excellent. And I remember, yes, so, so we worked together in Tesco Innovation, Tesco.com Innovation. This episode. Is all about mental well-being in this strange new world we have entered. And what do you think of this world at the moment?
0: Well, I guess like anyone else, it's, it's an uncertain world. So it's, it's something that you know, we don't have control of. So we, we do need to learn to navigate uncertainty. Because we don't know what's going to happen we don't own our future anymore so all we can do is focus on the present i do you really think that it's important for us developing self-awareness and being present in the moment as is the only thing that actually we can control
1: yes now I, I completely get that uh, i suspect that uh, whether it's self-isolation uh, which no. i guess i guess is the worst but certainly having to stay at home can take a mental toll on your mind how could you best prepare yourself and indeed those in your household to deal with boredom and stress from news
0: it's an interesting question because rather than perhaps rather than prepare for boredom or, or stress is more it's more that we need to kind of accept we're going to go and face a change and then the response to this change might differ from person to person uh, it might be more noticeable, might be stronger for different people in the household. So what I'm trying to say is that we all cope in with crisis in a different way. So perhaps mm-hmm. the most effective things to, to deal with change is really to, to communicate as much as we can with the other people around us, but also check with, within us, really, we were going to go through a rollercoaster of emotions in the next few weeks, the months. Yes.
1: Um,
0: and I do, I do really believe the acceptance is probably one of the most effective technique, uh, time like this. Mm-hmm. um, accepting that we don't have control of everything, but also allow time every day for in with us and with the people we live it with, also with friends, virtually and family, virtually. So literally asking, how am I feeling today? What do I need to do yes. or what am I
1: thinking? No, I was interested th- about that. It's funny you said about acceptance because it, you've just mm. reminded me of, uh, um, is it the, the seven stages of grief where the first one is denial, um, and, but yeah. you move along towards acceptance of, of what has ever happened. Do you think that we're in denial a bit at the moment or there's a stress moving towards acceptance that this, is, this world is changed now?
0: It depends from person to person, right? Yes, we are in the famous, you know, curve of change where we go from denial to perhaps anger to maybe acceptance and then again anger. You know, we go through a literal rollercoaster of emotions. It might be that some part of the world that are already on the acceptance phase. Um, in part, you know, in, a, in our, it, where we live now, perhaps we are get, going through the acceptance phase. Um doesn't mean that, um the path in front of us is so straightforward and smooth different people react in different ways and there are different ways of expressing fear as well yeah. um and you mentioned also the stress of news for example and for me it is very very important to reduce exposure to news and social media um i always recommend to to filter news and somehow only focus on the news that actually relevant and they are, they are, you know, fact checked facts. So they are actually true rather than, um, than focus on things that are not relevant to us but cannot, can just um, emphasise our stress. Right. It's a matter of finding a balance between the consumption of kind of bad, worrying news yes. and more positive content. And when I say positive content, it can be something completely different than news, like a funny video, a book or a comedy, whatever. Yes. Um, we... We are at the moment overwhelmed by, you know, the, the amount of, of of news that we have, the consumption news, but also the amount of options that we have. Some people might find themselves with lots of time on their hands. Perhaps they lost their job or perhaps, you know, the, the work is actually reduced. Other people might have so many things to do, perhaps because they're also looking after children while working full time or time. So we do we might find ourselves almost in that kind of paralysis moment where we don't know where to start from.
1: yeah, I could imagine that paralysis is a good description sometimes it's It's like you don't know where to turn, you feel powerless to do anything about it beyond follow the government rules. I also find that the I find that the news can be fascinating as well as mm. overwhelming, so it's it's kind of keeping in the know uh, versus just absorbing endless amounts of it from 24-hour mm-hmm. news channels. Do you do, Have you found a way of working out what time of the day you'll listen to a, a bit of the news or how much news you want to listen before you shut the thing off?
0: Well, I personally, um, I have chosen to, for example, exit groups on WhatsApp, on Facebook or, um, you know, whatever social media I use, uh, unmute groups perhaps, uh, notifications so I don't get all the BBC notification I used to have before and only choose the evening uh, once my child is in bed for example to actually listen to the news um, and that's because I want to leave the day for what it is I really want to be present I've got a lot of things to go through between coaching and looking you know homeschooling and, and looking after my mental health physical health and um, I do believe that it's enough for me to have um, one source of information per day and I found these somehow calming so I I can have a sort of control in you know the content actually I decide to consume Um, and for me it's also about creating boundaries so there are boundaries in in the life that I'm living in my flat right now and in these boundaries I only allow some type of of information if if you like uh, and also when I want It's almost about, you know, preventing that kind of sense of being overwhelmed, as you said. Yes. And it's also a matter, you know, being compassionate, be kinder to yourself. You know, you don't need to be completely floated by news. So what would you do? What would you advise to a friend if you feel that that person is overwhelmed? You probably would say, well, decide what's important and urgent. Yes. What's, there is, you know, you want to be informed. But also, you want to decide what's important for you right now. What, what do you really need to know to stay firm, and what you don't need to know?
1: Right, it's what you don't need to know. I think it's that. It's what you said a moment ago about living in the present, doing the things that you want to do in the day, and then having a a module of news at some point during the evening. You say once after you put your child to bed, that's a that's a great time to do it. But until then, it ain't happening. You're not listening to it, and you can take that. You can take the day's digest, can't you? By then
0: yeah but it's also almost deciding you know i'm gonna have a sort of um i'm gonna set out a worrying time during the day because the reality is that when we listen to news is it is somehow it is worrying you know we we are bombarded by by different news from different countries i'm italian so i also listen to the italian news and that has got quite an impact uh, on my on my mental health so for me it's about setting out worrying time it's important to express fears and anxiety to feel as much as we want to we feel we need to but equally it's important to leave space for kind of realistic positivity and decide you know it's a running time today now go for it then move on and do something else right it's not as easy as i'm saying but it it works
1: it's yes you've got to focus on trying to make it happen what do you recommend for people particularly families is there some sort of framework that you you should agree at the start of the week or at the start of the day that people should do or how to talk to each other. Is there is there anything that you found in your experience a useful framework for being with people around you all the time?
0: Well, as I say initially, um, it's important to have clear communication because we might find ourselves well, we find ourselves a lot spending a lot more time together in perhaps also smaller space and in realizing that we all have different personalities so i recharge for example doing yoga reading a book my husband recharges doing his you know programming and i need to respect that so it's about really respecting boundaries and I'm making on. these boundaries clear
1: absolutely i'm on his side <laughs> there is I'm, I'm, an a with you Nick. absolutely well i, I love uh, i have to say because um, i've got two my clients i do programming and innovation for and losing myself in the Uh, logic of coding is just a brilliant escape and you just feel Mm. so much better afterwards i I think i do prefer that to yoga (laughs) i'm sure but it's the strength to each to their own isn't it that's that's the key thing
0: to be honest we do have kind of cobra meetings every evening where we decide how to schedule (laughs) next day (laughs) and that kind of schedule we might not follow it and it's up you know up on the fridge you know in a blackboard and we might not fall uh, to the letter, but it gives us some control, as saying and nine, we are going to do this and this tomorrow, That's because we want to allow space for everyone somehow to charge, to work, but also looking after our son who is only three, so he needs a lot of attention. Yes. Um, so sitting down and decide the boundaries, decide the timing, perhaps a schedule, um, a kind of routine that can keep us safe or can make us feel safe right. while... You know respecting our personalities somehow.
1: so you're finding routine is important that kind of regularity allows you to time your day you know in terms of your your, your mental health and how you react with others
0: I do I do feel that it's important I mean we like being safe I and mean, when everything is spinning around us we need to see at least one thing that stays the same somehow so finding a routine is essential as, as human beings we crave habits and structure however it doesn't mean that we need to be rigid um, we need yeah. to give some kind of structure to the day, but also we need to stay flexible because things are changing so fast. At the moment, they change every day. Yeah. But when I say routine, I say, for example, um, I don't know, allow time, I set time for doing exercise or lunch together or um, sometimes at some point I'm going to have my half an hour reading or checking my emails. That's the time where I work. That's the time where I want to do something else, so some kind of structure. Waking up more or less at the same time, going to bed more or less at the same time, you know, the change, the, the time just changed last week, last weekend. And, you know, we need to get adjusted that too, for example, although it was at least an hour. but Yes. So yes to structure.
1: Are you finding any patterns developing amongst the clients that are on your, your client list? Are, are, is there a certain um, mental challenge that they all seem to be having or a lot of them seem to be having that you've detected kind of a pattern? you could talk about?
0: I think the majority of them is um, finding time to talk to people. So I would say that probably 90% or 95% of my clients are setting out time to actually have virtual coffees or virtual drinks okay. with friends and family. And that seems to be at the top of things. Even if they're introverts, for example, they still need to have that kind of space and time to talk and see people. So technology is, you know, is a great tool right now more than ever. I will say, Absolutely. and it seems that wherever age is, they all kind of finding the Zoom, Skype, or Google Hangouts or whatever technology we have on hand is actually very, very useful. So there is the part, uh, pattern of creating virtual conversations, virtual meetings, exercise. It seems everyone now is really recognizing, not now, but you know, we all know that, but it's everyone is recognizing the importance of moving to actually stay healthy. Okay. Physically, but also the impact it on our health, on our mental health.
1: That yep, makes a lot of sense because um, um, I've I've found that because I, I I took up running a couple of years ago, which helps with asthma and stuff, and I I do find it's it's a mental break, and it actually allows you your brain to wander and focus and you know focus around, and I find that a very good way because um, I'm not being distracted then by social media or the news or my work. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you find the same and some similar activity, I suppose cycling would do it, a good brisk walk, uh, would achieve good mental health for the same reasons?
0: Absolutely. I mean, personally, I am a runner and I, I need my hour run pretty much every day. And once, perhaps if we really need to go, or we're going to go into a complete lockdown, I already have a plan B. I'm going to go up, up and down the stairs. Uh, I read the other day about this guy who ran a marathon in his garden. Yes. So really, uh, <laughs> really sharp of. Uh, so I, I do think if we make a priority exercise, whatever we choose to do, um, it, will be, it should be part of our routine.
1: I do um, have that idea. So, so you're going to what so you do a 7am run up and down your apartment buildings?
0: Uh, well, yes, we go upstairs and we live in the sixth floor and well, I'm going to go up and down the stairs if I cannot go out anymore we do also have a little we carved a little space in our flat as like a sort of gym um, oh, for me it's absolutely essential to do exercise yes
1: um,
0: and in all of this i also think that we, we need to be careful to not create too much expectations on us really too many expectations we feel perhaps the need to feel all the time that we have actually you know we need to be calm with ourselves kind of show a little bit of self-compassion it's okay as well to rest not yes. to fill every minute of the day with an activity, right? Because the, this time, this time shall pass. At some point, so it's not permanent state, and we is not a. It's more a marathon rather than a sprint. So it's a very good uh,
1: description.
0: It's almost about you know preventing that kind of sense of being overwhelmed, as you said.
1: Look Santa. It's been fantastic talking to you. Lovely to see you again. Uh, we're looking at each other on the computers. Perhaps you could just uh, once again give a little bit of a shout out to your consultancy if anybody would like to get in touch.
0: Yes, please. I am on www.kokoroconsultancy.co.uk. Kokoro is spelled K O K O R O, it's a Japanese word which means heart, mind, And if everyone, anyone wants to get in touch with me, uh, can just send me an email through my website. And I specifically specialise on resilience coaching. So please get in touch.
1: Asanta, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Uh, Good mental health and uh, stay well.
0: Thank you for having me, Nick. Pleasure. Take care. Bye. (music)